Yep, we're starting off like this. This is Believe on Podcast, episode 40. <sighs> Elaine Shercliffe is back. <sighs> Baseball's a shit show. <sighs> yep, oh, all right. Sneak open. Uh, that was such a dainty open. I'm sorry, guys. Yes, baseball is a shit show, just like the sound of my drink opening was a complete <laughs> shit show. <laughs> so, the largest fear I had with sports returning seems to be coming true, and that was once guys start getting around each other and playing. Coronavirus gets into it, gets in there and starts spreading, and that's what we have with Miami Marlins. Forty uh, percent of their active roster tested positive, and they played a game yesterday and knew it. Yeah, <clears throat> my concern with that though is not just about the team, but did they see their families afterwards or before? Like, this is why they should have done a bubble. They could have done divisional bubbles, and they chose not to. And so now they're paying the price and fucking up what could have been a magical season for both the Indians and the Cubs. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I saw a report where um, they had like a group text and they all knew that they were positive and decided to still play anyways. And what? so they apparently just went all fucking Billy McFarlane from Firefest and just said, fuck it, let's just be legends and decided to infect not only their own teammates, their own managers, but the Philadelphia Phillies as well. Oh my God, <laughs> I didn't know that. What the hell? They knew they were That's... positive and played anyways. That's like, wait, why am I sure? Oh my God. Can you see me now? I can see can you. you. Hear me? Yeah, I can see you and hear okay. you. That's so weird. I'm sorry. My <laughs> Skype just tried to share its screen. <laughs> I think my computer's drunk. Okay. Um, <clears throat> that's like when my family gets together at holidays and they're all like, I have the flu. You have the flu. Why don't we just all still go and get all the old people in our family fucking sick? <laughs> like, who... <laughs> Who decides, like, there's a pandemic and it's fine. Like, I have COVID, you have COVID, I don't feel good, let's go to the game anyways. Like, they should just be disqualified. That's it. I mean, this is They're just out. this is just such a, a huge problem. I mean, <clears throat> so, Joel Sherman reported earlier today that 11 of their 33 traveling players and two coaches tested for, positive for COVID and... Plus, the team has never explained the long absences of Lewis Brinson and Matt Joyce. And so, it just seems like it's... I mean, they're in Miami. It's in Florida. It's a hot spot for it. And they've just been taking on COVID cases. And I don't know what they're going to do here. I don't know what Major League Baseball is going to do here. you got to think about it. These they're, they, Teams have already played. They started to travel. And... Now you're going to have you know players going up and going down, getting placed on the list, bringing more players into a, some sort of you know COVID terribleness. You know, just you know, welcome to the petri dish of. I'm not going to say that word. I was going to say death, but love. <laughs> welcome to the cesspool. Hopefully, you don't get you know don't get <laughs> infected. That's where we are right now with Major League Baseball, and it just right? it seems like there's not really going to be a reasonable 
I guess, uh, solution. Um, anything they're going to be do, you know, going to do is, you know, not going to fix anything. You know, there's the, you know, there's the per- there's the saying about the person in the boat with, you know, the hole in the water who drills another, you know, or hole in the boat and he drills another hole in the boat to let that water out. That, that's essentially what baseball is going to be doing when they do anything. Yes. And what they should do is one of two things, either completely cancel because you can't just have like whole teams taking multiple games off because you can't make them up anyways. Mm-hmm. The season's so short. Um, and with weather, obviously like there's going to be double headers. So you can't have triple headers. Like it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could pause it again <laughs> as annoying as that is. And create actual bubbles per division and make it a very secure, safe thing. But this just proves, I feel like it proves that it wasn't just the owners who cared about the money more than the safety. Mm -hmm. It proves that even the players cared more about the money than the safety. They said they want to play ball. That's great. But the like the NHL took a lot of time and effort to talk about safety things. And it's very apparent that they did not for the fact of the matter is that they can still go home at mm-hmm. night after games. Like that's not safe to anyone Yeah, at all. And this is just, a, it's a huge problem. Uh, I think a pause, if they just press pause on anything for a week, let them just kind of reevaluate anything. You only lose a minimal amount of games, get a good idea of where players are, where coaches are in response to, you know, uh, positive tests and, you know, who's who's sick, who might be sick, you know, who's come in contact with certain other people and try to get a, a real idea because it seems like once actual games started, it spiraled out of control and they had absolutely no ability to rein it back in. Yeah. Well, I mean, and even in the beginning stages, like a bunch of Cubs players were not happy with the fact that they weren't being tested nearly as much as they thought they were going to be tested. Um, So it just from the beginning, it was like you half asked a plan and you had a lot of time to think about it, but it just became more about money (laughs) than actually. And if it, if they really did care though about money, and protecting their investments, they would care about the health and safety of their players because while players, yes, are people and this is their job, it's also an investment because mm-hmm. you're putting a lot of time and money into it. And if someone gets sick, there there goes it. Like you have them on a contract and if they get sick and you can't have them play at all, what are you doing with that? Like you, you hurt yourself. And you hurt that player. So I never thought that the NHL would be like not the villain during all of this. <laughs> well, uh, so far, you know, the NHL is the only league not currently playing in the United States. So they have they have <laughs> that going for them. Um, in regards to player safety and player health, one of the players that opted out, uh, Dodgers pitcher David Price, uh, tweeted as soon as the, you know all the Marlins news and everything about whether they're not going to postpone or cancel the season. You know they had that emergency discussion today. He tweeted the following: "Now we really, in all caps, get to see if MLB is going to put players' health first. 
Remember when Manfred said players' health was paramount? Also in all caps. Part of the reason I'm at home right now is because players' health wasn't being put first. I can see that hasn't changed. And I don't know if you've watched any of the games so far, but they haven't necessarily been taking all the proper precautions. This isn't just one person or one player, one team. It's It's been a, a group failure across the sport. You've seen a couple guys, you know, they'll be wearing masks, they'll wear the mask properly. Um, um, not just not just under the nose. They're actually wearing it, but not many. It, there's been a lot of guys not doing things properly. You know, but the, we have to acknowledge that one ump and one GM, not GM, just one manager, yeah. and put on their mask before they started yelling at each other. Yeah, kudos so to I them. Mean, little victories. <laughs> little victories, yes. But at the same time, you have... You know, umpires out here like fucking Joe West who decides that, you know, I'm not going to wear a mask and I'm just going to be this, you know, walking fucking COVID transmitter because who knows if aging Joe West with his giant fucking jowls just yelling at people isn't just transmitting COVID everywhere because he's an anti-mask person. Isn't it great, though, that like maybe it's for the best that Lou Pinella is no longer around because he would probably just find excuses to just yell at everyone and get in their face. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's great that you're seeing some guys actually take the mask protocol seriously. I do. I have noticed there are some guys that are you know playing first base that have a mask with them but aren't wearing it when there's someone there. But when someone gets there, they put the mask on. I'm fine with that. You don't want to wear it when no one's around you. And, you know, the first base coach is 10 feet away, the umpire is 20 feet away, and you're just the only guy there. Then you put it on then, you know, fine. But people got to do something. I mean, you're still seeing high-fiving, you're still seeing spinning, you're still seeing all of this. I mean, I was talking on the phone earlier today about a, a very simple, basic way someone could accidentally, you know, transmit it. Let's say the, you know, the catcher for a team has it, doesn't know he has it, he's not wearing a mask, you know, Guy in the batter's box gets ball four, you know, puts his bat down, starts taking off his, you know, his, you know, his, his wrist guard, his elbow guard, his gloves, just sets them down like guys do. Catcher like breathes heavy or whatever. Yeah. Just he just transmitted right to that guy, and it's just like, are you? You gotta yeah. be taking things seriously. Well, and then I hate how I have seen some players say the argument of like it's hard to play in them because they're running or they're, um. Or it's hot. And I'm like, well, you had to have known that masks were going to be a priority to have to wear. Mm -hmm. Why didn't you practice wearing them before you even went out on the field to do any sort of workouts? Like, why didn't you practice? Because there are teams, there are players who prepare for playing in places like um, Denver. Mm -hmm. And they wear those masks, those like special like mask. those high altitude training yeah, masks. High altitude ones. So like obviously it's something that they can do. It's not it's not something that is extremely unhealthy or you know what I mean? Because if you do that to prepare for high altitude, then you should be fine in regular altitude wearing a mask that still is better than being in higher altitude. Mm -hmm. You know, like I am still working from home, but every day I wear a mask a little bit longer in my own home because I know when it's time for me to go back to work, I'm going to have to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. So like if I can do that. 
you can do that. <laughs> like Yeah, and the guys that are complaining, I'm like, listen, you guys are complaining, but I'm seeing several of your teammates and guys in their team wear the mask and not complain. It, right. It's, you know, you're complaining, it's not going to get anything done. Just fucking wear it and... Right. You it just makes you look like a little bitch. Yeah. Like, you get pay, pay millions of dollars to do this, and there are doctors and nurses who have to wear the same mask for, like, 13 hours a day and, like, expose themselves to corona all the time, and you're going to you're gonna bitch about wearing it when you're up to bat. And you're not even a good fucking hitter. You're probably going to strike out. And you're still complaining about wearing your fucking mask for, like, ten minutes. Like, grow a pair. Just wear the mask. Like, you're fine. Because if you had a health issue where you couldn't wear the mask, you wouldn't be playing the fucking sport. Yeah. And I'm sorry. It, that was a lot of... <laughs> fuck it. And here's the deal. If... <laughs> If you really didn't want to wear a mask that badly, or you actually did have a condition which would prevent you from playing, you would have opted out like some of the other guys. You would be like David Price, who, you know, tweeted today, or, you know, Nick Markakis of the uh, the Atlanta Braves. You know, you'd be like one of those guys that opted out. You're starting to see some NFL guys opt out of the season today. Mm -hmm. And Yeah, it's like if you're so badass that you can play, then you're badass enough to play in a fucking mask. And yeah. I don't want to see half of your ugly faces anyways, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I guess some, I guess, local news. Um, Cleveland got a little bit of a, I'll call it a, a blessing in disguise with the, you know, the inclement weather Monday evening. Uh, their game's postponed till tomorrow, which is Tuesday. But White Sox manager Rick Renteria is currently being... Uh, tested at a Cleveland hospital uh, because he woke up with a slight cough and nasal congestion per report, which can only mean good things. Well, okay, let's be fair, though. Like, living in Northeast Ohio in July and August, every morning could mean waking up with nasal congestion <laughs> and a slight cough. So, I mean, I'll give him a little bit of wiggle room of that. But, of course, it would be the White Sox. Like, mm -hmm. the, the trash so, team Chicago. Like, of course, it would be <laughs> the Sox who would come in to Cleveland and, like, take down the whole city of Cleveland with corona. Like, <laughs> So, the the real concern is, is if, let's say, Rick Renteria does have COVID and he was a excuse me, around his team the past couple days and was not aware and he wasn't showing any symptoms or signs, he could have passed it along to some other people. You know, he could have done it, you know, either, you know, yesterday or, you know, when the team traveled and not know it. And they're about to go take the field with another team, which would mean we might be on, you know, embarking or getting ready for another Marlins-Philly situation. Right. And, like, even um, the it scares me to think that like, Cookie would be possibly exposed to that. Yeah. Like, it terrifies me. Especially after the way he pitched yesterday, which was, like, incredible. He's, he hasn't been that good in a long time. <laughs> right. He He's so, like, you can tell it. he's so, he looks healthy and he looks <clears throat> very happy, like, content. Like, he doesn't look like he's struggling. And his pitches were, like, I forgot how beautiful his pitches that fall right on like the line on the like um 
left side of the strike zone hit. Like, it's so sexy. (laughs) They're so beautiful. And you know that he, when he knows when he's throwing a ball and you know, when he's throwing a ball and just to see him pitch like that again, I don't want to lose that. I don't want him to get sick and we don't get to the whole world deserves to see cookie in his prime throwing these beautiful pitches that just like, there was one guy, I can't remember who, but he watched the pitch come in and he could have swing. Like it was a hittable pitch and he just watched it because he was like, that's a nice pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Cookie froze him. <laughs> he did. He froze him. And the real concern with him is, as we know, he had leukemia. And people similar to him are more susceptible to the virus. And I've said it before. I love Carlos Carrasco. I really do. I would have opted out of this season if I was him. Right, same thing with in the NHL. Like Oscar Lindblom just came back from like his final cancer treatments, and he's playing. That's insane. That like, it's insane because it's like you know what? You didn't play most of the season, anyways. I don't think he's a free agent, so it's not even risk it. And he's so young. Like mm. why do that to yourself? And I, I feel the same way about Cookie. And then I think about Tito because we know Tito's had health issues in the past. Mm-hmm. So like. Tito must be protected at all costs. He's like the one person, like if I had to sacrifice, if I had to protect only one person in this world right now, it would probably be Tito. <laughs> <laughs> so I absolutely love Tito. Uh, he pulls mask up just a little bit. Cover right. that nose. But um, yeah, concerns. I have concerns. I mean, there are tons of guys in Major League Baseball susceptible uh, tons of guys in, just in Cleveland susceptible you know Cavs forward Larry Nance Jr. Crohn's disease uh, susceptible um, again going to oh heard that can crack uh, <laughs> you so dainty listen I am disappointed because I love a good like um, the sound effects when you open a can mm-hmm. <clears throat> and these barefoot hard seltzers they just make me feel so weak and, like, I shouldn't be drinking them because the sound when you open it is not strong and vigorous. And so, as delicious as they are, I don't know if I can buy them again because I just don't feel powerful when I open them. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's so <laughs> But anyways, um, in regards to the, you know, hockey players who have are more susceptible to it. Again, they're in Canada, so things seem to be a little bit more under control, and they're doing a bubble there. They're not right, traveling. They're doing a legit bubble. Like, I don't understand why the MLB didn't do bubbles. They made the decision to do tra- to do play that didn't involve as much travel, so they wouldn't have to have as much chance of exposure, which was smart. Mm-hmm. But they could have taken it that extra step, and like. They're endangering so many people. And it's not just it's not just the players, it's the grounds crew. Like, yeah, it's it's them, it's the the people, you know, the umpires working the games. It's everyone that these players come into contact with after they leave the stadium. They're in their home stadiums. They could be going out to restaurants, they could be going out to bars, they go to the store to get food, you know. 
and that's not to mention families. I mean, let's say someone's married. They go home. They're married. You know, whoever they're married to is going out doing things the way they want to go do things. Maybe right. they're going to work. Maybe they're going to the store. Maybe they're going to the park or Maybe going to get food. Right. Maybe they're a nurse or a doctor and they're around that. And now they're like, when there's kids in the mix, it's like you can't just let one of them raise the kid at that time because they both have jobs. And if you have one where you're surrounded by people with COVID, like somebody's going to get it. There are just too many external factors and independent variables with the, with the MLB structure for it to actually work. And you know me, I was someone who was very skeptical that this season was even going to get off the ground to begin with. And I said it was because people are stupid. (laughs) <laughs> and, and it seems like you are right. Now, uh, I have pretty much little faith that this season actually finishes. I don't know about you. Well, the MLB, well, first of all, like, the MLB is probably, like, Manfred is like Satan's commissioner i think i don't know like he's not doing anything smart (laughs) i don't i want to say that they'll do the right things and they'll cancel it if they need to they'll take a pause if they need to they'll like maybe say if your whole team catches it then that's it you're out completely but i don't think they will I think it's just going to be like business as usual and we're going to get people sick and it's still going to go on and there's going to be a massive, massive asterisk next to whoever wins the championship because it's because no one will be truly healthy enough by the time it ends. I have no faith that they would cancel it because of all the negotiating they did. And so let me let me uh, give you this little uh, some information. He was on Rob Manfred was on the Dan Patrick Show, and was talked about this very subject. He said the following: I think the way that I think about it, Dan, oh geez, commas everywhere, <laughs> is in the vein of competitive integrity in a sixty-game season. If we have a team or two that's really decimated with a number of people who had the virus and can't play for any significant period of time. It could have a real impact on the competition, and we'd have to think very, very hard about what we're doing. Yeah, only if that happened to, like, the Yankees or so, a team. So, so like, granted, if yeah. To the Cubs, if it happened to the Cubs, they might do it, too. If, if it happened to the Indians, they'd be like, oh, sorry, fuck you. I guess you're out of it. It, it would have to happen to a team that they just love right now. Um, because you know what, when they said in the beginning that, you know, health was paramount, I think there was like, um, air quotes around that. You just Mm, couldn't see them. Uh, so I don't, I think a lot of it is just them talking out their asses and bullshitting. Absolutely. So I don't believe that any of that is, um, is legit. I think that they just said things to make players happy. They said things to make fans happy. They said things because they're living in this world where they think maybe they wouldn't get COVID or it wouldn't affect them. And now, guess what? You were wrong. Just like you always are. <laughs> Not you. Yeah. Not yeah. <laughs> Rob Manfred. 
<clears throat> you called him Satan's commissioner. Uh, let's call him. Uh, let's call him the Devil's hand puppet. How's that sound? Yes. <laughs> Devil's hand puppet. I'm down for. I want a shirt that has Manfred's like outline of his face on it. Like, but like, looks like a puppet. <laughs> it says the Devil's hand puppet. Put that on a mug for me. I will drink coffee out of that every damn morning. So you mentioned a bubble idea, uh, like the NHL is doing, but I guess the more popular ones here, I mean, um, there's two here currently happening in the United States. They're both in Florida, the worldwide sports complex. One is the MLS bubble, which uh, people probably don't give two shits about. And... (laughs) Uh, the other is the NBA bubble, and they've had their own... Don't forget about the WNBA bubble, too. Is that in? That's in Florida, too, right? I will have to double-check that one, because honestly, nobody's talked about it, and hand up, I did not research where that is. Because that's a whole other conversation to talk about with women's sports. It's it's in a own Florida bubble. Um, It's in Florida. They're in Bradenton, I think. I don't know where that is, but. Either. Yeah, they are not in the same bubble, it looks like. But still, like, they're all in Florida. Yes, they are They are in Bradenton, so they are not at the ESPN Wide World, Wide World of Sports Complex. <laughs> but they're still in Florida, which is basically just uh, coronavirus waiting to happen. Right. And the NBA said their own little issues you know there was the first issue that that popped up with Rashawn Holmes of the Sacramento Kings who crossed the NBA campus line to pick up his postmates order so that was a problem and there's the much more fun story that came out over the weekend Lou Williams decided (laughs) decided to go to Magic City an Atlanta gentleman's club Air quotes, Gentleman's Club. Um, <laughs> he is a fan of Magic City. Uh, he grew up in Atlanta, played for the Hawks for a couple seasons. It's only a few blocks away from their Hawks home court. And Lou Williams has his own wings named after him. The Lou Will Lemon Pepper Barbecue Wings. Okay? <laughs> so... First of all, I think it's hilarious that Stephen A. Smith spent so much time talking about how guys would crumble under the fact that they can't have sex and that there's going to be so much sex in the bubble. But little did he know that NBA players are like all of us and they're a bunch of fucking fat kids. And and they need their food. Like, I would be the one that would go to the strip club for wings. Because let's be honest, okay? If you've ever been to certain strip clubs, you know that some of their wings are really, really good. I'm so jealous of your opening tonight. (laughs) (laughs) My hands are so weak. Um, But obviously, they're so good that he keeps returning and he was willing to break protocol (laughs) to go get chicken wings. He's so, me. He's my spirit animal. So the original part of the story is that he was he left the bubble temporarily to attend his grandfather's funeral, but on the way back he decided to go hit up the strip club for some wings. Where while he might have gone to get wings, going back to Stephen A. Smith, 
no, no, do it differently, okay? Uh, okay? If you need to have some chicken wings <laughs> and then get a lap dance, I mean, if that's what helps you grieve and helps you play better when you get back. <laughs> Lil Williams went there to go get the, the chicken wing and lap dance special. <laughs> the Lou Williams lap dance and wing special. <laughs> <laughs> I heard there's, a, there's an I heard there's an express uh, lunchtime version. <laughs> it's a long special. It's a half order of wings and a half a lap dance. It's you're in and out in 15 minutes, so your order is free. <laughs> <laughs> This is just, this is too much. I mean, I know people like to, you know, just, you know, comment on NBA stories with, you know, this league or whatever, but this is absolutely hilarious. It's human. It's so human. Like, <laughs> I don't, like good on you, Lou. At least you made it worth it. And the memes that are going to come out of this, are going to be amazing. People are going to talk about him forever. They're going to be like, that's the dude that got a lap dance and wings. <laughs> so part of the report here is um, the person who pitched, who posted the uh, photo, recording artist uh, Jack Harlow, uh, after he posted the photo, then deleted it, he tried to claim it was an old photo, saying he was, like, missing his friend. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> problem... Lou Williams was wearing the mask the NBA issued to him just a couple weeks ago. Okay? <laughs> At least he was wearing a mask, unlike all those MLB players who were complaining about wearing one, so... So after Lou Williams <laughs> left, went back, tried to, like, get around, skirting around the, you know, the bubble rules and uh, <clears throat> some other rules he was probably violating, um, he, he, you know, he admitted to what he was doing and why he was actually there and he's now in a extended quarantine but that's just so ridiculous i mean it it really is it just just watching the way this all played out and and just to think that lou williams had to go get <laughs> some of his own fucking chicken wings I really, I just, I want to know what those wings taste like right now. <laughs> like, like, how important do you, how, how important and how many times do you have to go to a strip club before they decide to name chicken wings after you? He's a, he's a frequent visitor, okay? If, <laughs> if, if he's got his own, he's got his own, you know, signature, signature wing flavor, but I don't know. He has to be a frequent visitor and spend a lot of money, and um, probably did both. <laughs> to be honest, here. Do you think he has here. like a platinum card through them? <laughs> He's got his own. <laughs> He's got his own Magic City Visa card. <laughs> There are so many jokes I could make right now about credit card swiping that I 
<laughs> he, he uses it everywhere so it gives him discounts on wings. <laughs> Spend a thousand dollars on grocery stores this month, get a free lap dance. <laughs> Do you think, like, on his birthday month, people get, like, free Lou Will lemon pepper barbecue wings and a lap dance? <laughs> uh, maybe uh, one out of... Every 100 uh, orders of uh, Lou Will Lemon Pepper Wings gets sold, you get a uh, Lou Williams autograph. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Will he autograph a stripper? <sighs> Maybe the clothes she takes off. Wings do you have to buy to get free time in the champagne room? <laughs> A million. <laughs> it's like those uh, those uh, fundraisers you had to do at school, where there's always like that one prize which is impossible to attain. <laughs> Yo, the champagne room with Lou Williams and his favorite strippers. <laughs> <laughs> and and all you can eat Lou Will lemon pepper barbecue wings. <laughs> I can't. Wow, this has really gone gone wild. I love it. I can't wait till they do a thirty for thirty about the bubble teams. Oh man, it's gonna be a thirty for thirty, and it's gonna be absolutely legendary. <laughs> okay, it's gonna make the cocaine circus look docile. <laughs> Oh, man. I bet Dennis Rodman is, like, really proud of some of these guys right now. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Could you imagine if Dennis Rodman had to be in the bubble? Do you think he would be the first one to break the bubble? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. He'd be Do the first one. Michael Jordan would be the second one to break the bubble to go hunt him down and find him? Hunt down and go find him. No, uh, finish this sentence. If Michael Jordan was to break the bubble, he would do it for blank. Gambling. Yeah, gambling. <laughs> um, gambling. Uh, if not gambling, golf. Golf. <laughs> yeah. Which could also be considered gambling because he gambled on golf. <laughs> place bets on who would break the bubble first. You, you don't think he has? <laughs> he probably, there's probably like an underground NBA alumni betting ring about like who's going to get COVID first and like who who's going to break the bubble and why and it's all going to be run by Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go. Yeah, that's not a, something you can go on the internet for. You got to go to your actual bookie to get that those odds. <laughs> right. Oh my God. <laughs> not not like uh, you know the regular bookie. You gotta go to that back alley bookie, that one that's just like who takes the most insane bets for that has absolutely ridiculously you know wagers and you know props and has absolutely no shame whatsoever. Right, the one who has a back room in the in the back of his like butcher shop, <laughs> 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 or like when you go into Chinatown in Chicago and there's like. <laughs> 
there's like some of these rooms in the in with the beaded curtains, and they're like, you can't come back here. But then all of a sudden, you see the rich, famous people go back there, and you know <laughs> that something shady's going down. <laughs> oh yeah, Michael Jordan's gambling in there. <laughs> <laughs> He's just taking bets on like what everyone's gonna order when they walk in the door. <laughs> Michael Jordan's back there, you know, throwing $10,000 at a time on roulette, but only on the number 23, because that's his number. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably super true. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> back to reality for a moment. Are you sure that's not reality? <laughs> Back to uh, things we can confirm happened. How's that sound? Okay. <laughs> so <clears throat> the Cleveland baseball team has been playing some games. They are two and one. They have been up and down. I guess they've they were okay in the first game. You know, second game was all sorts of shenanigans, and third game they're awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the the one thing that stood out for me is their starting pitching. Uh, you look at Shane Bieber, you look at Mike Clevenger, you look at, you know, Carlos Carrasco. We talked about him earlier. And they are just pitching at, like, that elite level. Granted, one start, literal definition of short sample size, but it's exciting. It is. I'm getting, like, um, vibes of 2016 when... It was, like, the worst possible outcome for me to have those two teams play each other. But um, <clears throat> I'm getting vibes because the pitching was so good. Mm -hmm. I mean, the bull <laughs> the parts of the bullpen were not. But, like, <laughs> for the most part, their starting pitchers were so good. And I'm getting, like, super excited. Like, is this the year <laughs> that this is going to happen again? Um, and so it's, like, I don't know. It's really exciting. Although, so on um, Friday, I was in downtown Cleveland, and my I took my cousin and I. We went to Barrio, which you, like you know where it's located. But for people who are listening that don't know, it's like would you say it's like two two blocks away from the stadium, like three? It's like in that two three. It's within a five minute walk. Yeah, and it was so weird because we're watching the game on the big screen there. And you can't hear anything at Barrio. And typically, like, when someone hits something or there's a good strikeout, you can hear it. And it's loud. And there was nothing. And it was so weird because we're like, we know the game is going on. <laughs> like, so it was just, like, kind of awkward when we're, like, cheering and I see progressive field on the background is, like, all some of the good things were happening. It was just so weird. I didn't like it. It was creepy. Creepy is a good word for it. Uh, it's it's so weird watching the games. They have the the fake crowd noise. I don't know how you feel about the fake crowd noise. Um, I don't hate it. Let me put it that way. Um, I think they need to do a better job of putting variance in the level of crowd noise. It's too much at a constant like on a scale of one to ten of a roar. It's too much at a constant four or five. <laughs> Yeah, and they need to drop it down to a one or a two every once in a while to have the variance that actually appears in a baseball game. It's like it's too much like watching a soccer game. 
uh, when there's just like that constant roar in the background until someone mm-hmm. scores a goal or someone gets fouled or there's a penalty or, you know, there's right. an awesome save. <laughs> but there's always, when you watch a soccer game, it's that constant just kind of roar that's there. It's, you know, it's like white noise. You'll fall asleep to it. But they need to do a better job of changing the level. Yeah. Also, <clears throat> is it, I thought I saw that the players don't hear it. Like it's not, it's only piped into the feed. It's not piped into the field or like some of them, some of the stadiums don't have it. I don't, I can't remember, but like if that's really what it is, that's kind of weird in itself. Like I, I kind of almost would rather watch the game on silent or with just the talking (laughs) than having fake crowd noise, in my opinion, especially if they can't hear it. So I don't know about Major League Baseball. I'm trying to do some quick research right now. I know for soccer over in, you know, the English Premier League and uh, over in Italy, Serie A, it is not, they do not hear it. It's simulated. It's it's piped in. They actually have a second feed without it. So if you just want to hear them with no fake crowd noise, you can. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear real raw trash talk. I want to hear the grunts. <laughs> I want to hear it all. I don't want to hear the crowd sound as much. It's kind of cool, like, because it is kind of jarring when you watch a game on mute. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I'd rather hear out like hit when you hit when you hear them hit the ball. And if that's like all you heard, that would just sound so pure, you know. Yeah, I'm not getting a, a quick answer on this. Mm. Oh yeah, no, there are, people can hear it in there. Okay, so yeah, there there is some teams are doing it, some teams aren't. <clears throat> uh, of course, it's it's. But different they also for- aren't allowing booing. They're not allowing booing, and honestly... Oh, come on. Give me booing. Right. That takes away from the whole Cleveland experience, because we boo everyone. Everyone. Well, Cleveland experience? Imagine... (laughs) Don't it be the most perfect thing in the world? Let's say it's a Yankees game. They're in Yankee Stadium. Giancarlo Stanton strikes out for the fourth time in the game, and they fucking boo him. Okay? (laughs) That would be perfect, because you know what happens in real life when Giancarlo goes 0 for 3 or 0 for 4 with, you know, 3 or 4 strikeouts? They boo his ass. Okay? (laughs) I would love to see that. Listen, I know that a lot of people are doing the cardboard cutouts, and that's cool, but, like, how players get to really feel what it's like to play in Cleveland if the ump makes a bad call and nobody throws shit on the field? (laughs) (laughs) I think instead, I I think, I know, you know, fans are getting their cardboard cutouts. I think they should get, like, local celebrities and Twitter celebrities to have their, you know, pictures in there so you know you have like reflog in there yeah. you know, behind behind whole plate because that'd be absolutely hilarious uh Amazing. that'd be hilarious um uh, a, a cardboard cutout of tim misney pointing at you with his eyebrow up that'd be absolutely hysterical i'm like machine gun kelly <laughs> just like kicking it in like right field <laughs> i think out of anyone though that should be allowed admission 
I think John Adams should be the <laughs> should be there live in person. So he actually commented on that because there are fans trying to you know be like let him in, right? Right. He said, "I don't want to go back till everyone else can go back." Well, can he stand in the parking garage that you can see it? You like you can still see the game. He can still pound the drum from the parking garage. Fans sit up there. Yeah, I've seen I some fans. I did, and then we got kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been watching the games at home. I'm not making no trips downtown to sit in a parking garage. Because <laughs> you can't really see all that much from up there. You can see some, but it's not enough. Oh, there's a spot. There's, oh, there's a spot. <laughs> there's a spot. <laughs> I'm not divulging this information. <laughs> <laughs> Secrets of Cleveland. There's a spot. <laughs> I mean, you ha- do you have to stand on your car? Yes. <laughs> yep, I'm out. <laughs> so, back to the team. Um, they seem to be playing well. Again, um, Saturday was bullshit. Uh, fucking bullshit extra inning rule. No, I I hate, that. I fucking hate it. I hate it. You don't like the rules because you don't know how to fucking play baseball and you're too concerned about hitting long balls and shit. Listen, after playing softball and then working for the Akron Racers, I love the second base extra innings rule. And you know what? I saw a game go 15 innings with that rule before they finally called it. Because it was a double header and they needed to start the next game. <laughs> um, uh, I love it so much. I know it's like, you have to, I guess everyone's going to be against it because it's something new to begin with. Like, no one loves a new rule. I love the new rule because I'm used to it. I think it adds an extra element to the game. Um, <clears throat> and for people who are worried about games ending too soon, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let me let me put it to you this way: How many extra inning games really go that long that they should actually be worried about it? I mean, how many extra inning games end in the tenth or maybe even the eleventh at most? You're not getting all these like fifteen, sixteen, eighteen inning games with standard unless extra I'm inning there, rules. Unless I'm fucking there, if I'm at a game and it goes into extra innings, I can guarantee you it goes very far. <laughs> then that's when we kick you out. Um, <laughs> And I don't leave games, okay? Like, <laughs> I will sit through a four-hour rain delay in the rain. <laughs> I don't leave a game. <laughs> so, in regards to the rule and strategy and the way to do it, you will not find a bigger fan of bunting and stealing bases and moving guys over than me. However, just giving a guy on second base who doesn't didn't earn his ability to get there, and the pitcher is now got to deal with a guy on second base... I, that's just bullshit to me. Listen. <clears throat> I'm listening. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to craft my thoughts. Sorry. Um, it's it's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> um, I have always I love watching people hate me for saying this. I love it when it's like a hit off in a game, and then they win on a fucking bunt. <laughs> because they just want to wrap it up and they know that no one's going to get it. 
They know that no one's going to try and run for that ball because they've been hitting long balls all fucking game. So then you have that extra runner on second, <clears throat> you bunt, and then they're like, oh, fuck, I have to get that ball. Guy gets to third, and they're all still trying to get the ball because they're like, fucking A, like, where am I throwing this? And then the guy comes home. Okay, so, so counterpoint. Um, from Mike Clevenger after the Indians lost. Um, this new extra inning rule is the wackest shit I've ever seen. Do you have any idea how hard it is to get a runner to second off the back end of a bullpen? Hashtag this isn't travel ball. Hashtag make them earn it. Maybe you should pitch better then. He did. <laughs> not good enough. Don't tell him I said that. Cut that. You're, I know you're not going to cut it. No. I hope my Clevenger doesn't <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> so... <laughs> No, I like, but while I like while Cleveland had many opportunities and chances to score before going to extra innings, and even they had a chance uh, to do something in extra innings because Bradley Zimmer is slowly turning into Brandon Geyer because he just keeps getting hit by pitches all the time. Okay. Okay, <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> the rule still sucks. I hate it. I hated it when they announced the rule at the beginning, and, I'm, and I still hate it now. I mean, and Cleveland was not the only team to get fucked by that rule on Saturday. The Mets got screwed because uh, Edwin Diaz blew the, 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 the save in the ninth. Then they gave up, like, fucking seven runs in the, in the top of the tenth, and that game was over. The only time I don't like that rule is when the Yankees get to have that runner on second. <laughs> That's the only time. Um, <clears throat> I just, I think it's, very important to have that though this summer i i don't think it should be i think it works for softball because it's something that's been integrated for a while um and it's i think it i think it's international rules for softball to put that because we were playing canada when we um instituted that in that game but i think this summer it's very important to have that rule because they're playing so many games in such a short amount of times. And sometimes they're going to hit those double headers and then having to play a game the next day or like the day after. And I feel like they need to be able to wrap some of these games up quicker. Um, and the best way to do that is to put a runner on second. And I know it feels like they didn't earn it, but you can't put a runner on second who. Um, like it's hard to put a runner on second who's coming up to bat in the next like three or four hits. So you might, a team might get stuck putting their slowest shit runner on second, you well, know, <clears throat> Cleveland used the pinch runner. Well, so, <laughs> so here, here's, here's the deal. Riddle me this Batman. If they're concerned about the amount of games and how long they're going to last, why don't they just use ties for this one year? Because ties are stupid outside of hockey. I think ties. <laughs> I was about to call you out on hockey right there. Okay, so good save. Um, so you, if I they were really concerned about the amount of innings and games played, use ties for the one year and don't incorporate this. Complete bullshit. Because here's the deal. There's going to be a handful of games 
that teams will lose that will cost teams playoff spots because of this ridiculous system that they've put in for extra innings. Play the it's game the normal way. Ridiculous. It's already a fucking ridiculous year. Like, just let's... Listen, we are, like, a few days into the season. Let's all just suck it up and deal with it. <laughs> 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 Don't use this against me when they do something like this in hockey, okay? <laughs> um, I mean, I just think it's good for this season. I don't think – I don't – I'm not a fan of the tie in baseball, and I think it's because I've never experienced that ever. Well, they haven't had ties in a very, very long time. Okay. Um, right. And but, I just think it would be weird. It would be so anti for, okay, for a season that needs to not be anticlimactic, I think having ties would be like, oh, okay. Well, consider this if they incorporated ties with their expanded playoff formats for this year, because eight teams from each league make it for the playoffs this year. So the first place team, the second place team, then the next two teams with the best record. You could make you could make an argument that ties would not make a huge difference in that. Stop being so rational. <laughs> I don't like that I can see where you're coming from because I'm not a fan of ties outside of hockey. <laughs> Uh, ties or draws are also fantastic in soccer or football, if you like to call it that. Uh, <laughs> I I think I just really like ties in hockey because of that one season when the monsters went to overtime and shootouts like twenty two times in a seventy six game season. <laughs> There's only so much you can take when you have a day job and cover a sports team at night. <laughs> but I think there there could have been a way where they could have incorporated ties some way or incorporated something that if their concern was playing or, you know, the length of the game or how many games are playing in this short period of time, whether it be ties or if they went with the standard extra inning rules, Keep the expanded rosters so teams don't have to worry about that because they're already at an expanded roster right now. And the the plan is then to slowly get guys off the roster to get it a little bit smaller. Right. Keep it at that expanded roster number so you don't get to worry about, you know, pitchers' arms getting tired or getting injured or players being, you know, just suffering from fatigue or exhaustion. Right. That is true. I, I will... Um... I have no problem admitting and saying that ties probably, after discussing this, ties are probably the better option than that runner on second um, <laughs> for the sake of time and, um, like you said, injuries-wise, like, you, you're you not using and abusing your um, bullpen. Because, like I did said, those games don't always wrap up really quick when they go into extra innings with a runner on second. Uh -huh. So, I mean, I could see that. Because there is one strategy that works really well when you have a runner on second, and that's just to keep throwing the ball to second base. Uh -huh. So even if you have the advantage of having starting out with a runner on second, they're not likely going to throw it to first 
like ever. Yeah. <laughs> They're just going to keep throwing it at second because they know someone will always be at second. Yeah. So my favorite thing in the world was right before the season started, there were a whole bunch of, you know, those you know, advanced statistics, uh, MLB guys and analytic guys being like, teams are not going to bunt uh, on the first one, then, you know, try and go sack fly in the next one. So don't expect to see lots of sack punt, sack flies uh, in the extra innings with this rule. What happens in Cleveland's first extra inning game? Exactly fucking that! <laughs> so fuck you guys! <laughs> I know, I mean... It sucks because it always happens to Cleveland. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. It's our. I guess the. I guess the next question though is, did the players have any decision with that rule change? I'm sure, probably some you know, higher up guys did. You know, players union. You know, heads of the players union, team representatives, stuff like that did. But you know, if you did like a poll of every MLB player, I'm pretty sure that a lot of them would say, nah, this is stupid. Yeah. Be I mean, because, again, how many games in the extra innings went past, let's say, the 11th? You know what I mean? It, there's there's not that much. You. Besides you. <laughs> um, so how many how many times have you seen a game go to extra innings and end in the, the bottom of the 10th with a walk-off home run? Or, oh, yeah, you know, the bottom of the 11th with, you know, let's say a walk-off double or a single. It's, it's not like the, there's a routine amount of games going to... 15, 16, 17, 18 innings, that's like the rarity. That happens like twice a season. True. I hate it when I'm wrong. <laughs> and I love it when I'm right. Damn I, it, James. <laughs> I love it when I'm right. That's fine. I'll still be right about hockey all the time. Probably. <laughs> probably you shake not. your head and say probably not <laughs> <laughs> oh sweet Jesus <laughs> oh my god so oh so I do have a question though like <laughs> if this season were to end what would they do like should they award it to someone <laughs> no no, right. Um, I just really have to bring up this tweet because it made me laugh. But this guy on Twitter called Prazmaster, um, he was saying that if the season got canceled today, the World Series trophy should go to the team with zero COVID cases and a 2-1 record. I wonder who that could be. And it's the Cubs. <laughs> and so obviously I was like, oh, God, the Cubs winning the World Series due to an act of of God is so 2016. But, like, what if that's what happens again? What if the Indians and the Cubs meet again? And then, like, it gets so far into... gets so far, and then all of a sudden they have to end the World Series early because of COVID, and, like, the fucking Cubs are up again. I'm just not prepared to deal with those two teams playing each other again. I had to go... I, I wouldn't worry about it because I don't see... <laughs> My my prediction was not that either team would even make the World Series. Um, well, they were both off to a good start. Both off to a good start, but I, I picked Yankees over Dodgers. Oh, God, why would you... Even if they're good that year, I would never say that the Yankees should win anything. That was my prediction. The Yankees are a good team right now. Shh, stop. 
Hey, I can, I can either be the homer this. and be like, Cleveland's going to win every year. Or I could be like, you know what? Uh, the Yankees actually have a good roster, and I think they're going to win. Listen, the year that the Cubs did win it, I thought the Cubs weren't even going to make the the playoffs. So, obviously, my opinion on what's going to happen and who's going to make it clearly doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but there was this other guy, too, that said that uh, he's from this other podcast called The Sky is Falling. Um, and he was like, a home run derby should determine the World Series opponents. <laughs> Just finish the season after a seven-game series and then disband both teams from Florida. <laughs> I am so here for that. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, let's see, update here. Uh, Cleveland's game tomorrow. First game at 3.30, second game at 7. Jeez, oh, I hope they don't go into extra innings and tie tomorrow. <laughs> That's a short turnaround between games. Well, it's a, it's, it's a true doubleheader. They're trying to, you know, limit the amount of time, limit the amount of time, I guess, they're at the stadium. Um, and with what's going on with Mr. Rick Renteria, uh... Which sounds like Santeria, okay? So then all I think... <laughs> <laughs> it's on my Sublime? Yes. All I start thinking about is Sublime. That's it. <laughs> so, two games. I'm, I know what I'm doing tomorrow. It's I'm sitting on the couch for about eight hours. Um, yeah, I was going to work till 5.30 tomorrow, but I guess I'm not... <laughs> Well, because I finally have time to watch baseball. Like, I'm not sported out anymore, you know, because I had such a time off from sports. So, then, oh my gosh, just think about this, James. There's going to be a whole day where I can watch baseball on one TV and hockey on another, and I'm going to just have, like, massive ladywood all day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Speaking of hockey... Give me your Stanley Cup Finals prediction. Uh, I'm putting you on the hot seat. This is so mean. Okay, so... I feel like somehow the Penguins will finagle their way in there. Um, Damn it, James, you have to prepare me for this. I said hot seat, so deal with it. Fuck's sake. Um, (laughs) So obviously every year my initial reaction is the Blackhawks versus the Blue Jackets. (laughs) For obvious reasons. Um, But so um, the GM of the Coyotes just quit, like straight up. He was like, deuces, peace out, I'm quitting. So... It's in true hockey fashion. Either the Coyotes are going to totally crash and burn and get swept in the beginning, or they're going to win it all or go to the finals. Um, that, that's so tough. That's my answer. What's your answer? <laughs> um, let's see. Let's go with something random. Um, let's 
Let's see. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick a Canadian team. Oh, Toronto will finally fucking win it in their own building. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me take a look. Maybe, My first maybe, was maybe. Withers, but I don't want them to beat the Hawks in the first round. I'm gonna go. Yeah, fuck it. Toronto. Toronto wins. Wait, why'd it be Toronto versus the Oilers and everyone's brains will explode? <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, Toronto and Calgary? Oh, God. Wait, are the Flames in it? Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, no, the Flames are in it. Never mind. Yeah, they are. They're in. They're in. Yep. Watch Calgary win. <laughs> I don't even know what the world would do. I think it's tough to make the prediction because... We don't know what the hell's going to happen. We don't because there was so much time off and then some of the rosters had weird additions and shakeups and... Some teams got healthy. Blue Jackets. Right, and the Blue Jackets got super healthy, but I've been watching their training camp and some of the guys that should... They just look... Some of them just look like shit. I was like, why are you so slow? Like, then I watched some of the Toronto stuff and I'm like they look like Toronto you know like they look like on paper that they're a good team and they actually look decent and then you look at the jackets and I'm like oh maybe some of the guys on their team didn't uh necessarily take their time off as seriously as other teams did you know there's some guys that probably still you know ate healthy and worked out and did stuff and other guys decided to do nothing but like eat cheeseburgers and drink beer all day now, I will say, Eric Robinson, he played for the Monsters last year, and they played a little bit this year, and he was up top more. I was, like, he's a really good AHL player, and I thought, NHL-wise, like, he deserves a shot every now and again, but after seeing him come into training camp, oh my gosh, I don't know what happened during this break. Like, he's huge. He's massive. He, like... His shoulders, like, they would make Thor jealous. Like, oh, maybe he's on that Bryson DeChambeau diet. <laughs> right? I don't know. Nine but... protein shakes a day. <laughs> right? But when he played, when he was playing, he was just, like, quick and sharp and just, like, a beast on the ice. And I don't think Toronto's going to know how to handle that. Possible X-Factor. But... What'd you say? Possible X factor. Right. But then at the same time, it it's like there's other key people on the team who didn't look as well and as great. And like PLD, um, I love him and he does play well, but he came into camp looking, I don't want to say scrawny because he's a big dude. Like he's a big boy, mm-hmm. but he didn't look as like, buff and like strong as he normally does so if you have him and robinson both like just tearing up the ice then yeah jackets are totally getting out of that round but if not it's gonna be dicey and seth jones looks so good and i talk so much crap about jones and z and they look so good both on and off the ice like 
I'm so excited to watch them play against Toronto, and it's really going to depend on goaltending, too. I don't know. Everything's so up in the air, and I hate that I can't give a good definitive answer like I normally do when we come into playoff season. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh. But you know what? If, like, the Penguins or the Hawks or Edmonton, or even Toronto made it to the finals, everyone's heads would explode. Just, like, explode. Because nobody wants any of those teams to succeed, except for those teams' fans. Well, you know, also, you can throw the Bruins into that group, too. Ugh. Boston had too much winning. What is Brad Martian going to do when he can't, like, lick people? Oh, man. (laughs) Is there going to be a special penalty for him if he does lick someone? Like, do you just get kicked out of the bubble completely? (laughs) 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 They're going to come up with a new special COVID penalty. (laughs) Yes. Although I'm really excited to see how, like, I know people get mad at me, but I grew up in Chicago, so fuck them. I'm excited to see how the Hawks do, like, it looked like a lot of the players took some, like, I'm talking, like, Kaner and Taze. Like, Taze is always looking like a snack, okay? But, like, <laughs> he, he's looking like a whole meal right now, and it's because he's clearly, like, took the time to work out and, like, work on everything that he needed to hone up during the season mm-hmm. the, for the pause. And even just watching some of the clips from – their practices, I was like, oh my God, Jonathan Taze and Kaner are, they're like, Taze and Kaner are just like, they're going to tear shit up. They're going to tear it up. Like, this was not them going into, like, by all accounts, the Hawks should have, like, maybe not even gotten in. uh, They're in last place in their division, so no, they they would not have gotten in. They have no business being in the playoffs, but considering where we're at... Uh, they're lucky they have a chance, and you gotta, right. sometimes it's gotta be like, uh, you know, the Blackhawks have been good before, you know, fuck it, they're good. It's like one of those times where you're just like, you know, you watch one of those teams, like, oh yeah, the team's always kind of good. There's, it's just like, okay. Right. They're you, just, I'm excited for the Hawks more than I am the Jackets. It, it's like that, you know, when you're filling out your NCAA, uh, you know, uh, Tournament bracket, and you always just pick out, you always you always pick Gonzaga to like go far. You're like, oh, Gonzaga's always good. <laughs> yeah, they'll be good. They'll be fine. I always pick them because they're a Jesuit school. <laughs> <laughs> but what about NBA? Do you have any any thoughts on NBA? Um, I think honestly, like you mean like who's gonna win it or get far? Yeah, or who's gonna or... who's gonna win? Uh, you know, think... as long as Lou Williams stays out of the strip club. <laughs> Why didn't they put strip clubs in the bubble? They they should have. They should they have, should... like, a, a communal strip club also in the bubble. <laughs> okay, but, sorry, back to the, I think the only thing that I want to see, but I don't want to see at the same time, this is, if LeBron was not on the Lakers, I would want the Lakers to just tear shit up. But but LeBron is on the Lakers. So that would just mean that LeBron broke my heart three times 
and won another championship after he broke my heart. Three times. I say three times because he also, I thought, was going to go to the Bulls if he wasn't going to stay with the Cavs that one year when he was in Miami. So it was like double heartbreak. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it would be, like, so awesome if the Lakers got there this year. I think it would be, like, just, like, a nice little cherry on top. But it would be so much better if LeBron wasn't there. So it's not there, that I need him. There are two teams that I'm rooting for. One is Lakers. Um, I'll come back to them in a second. The other one's the Bucks. I love Giannis. <clears throat> I think the Bucks are fun. I what I see with the Bucks is what I see what happened with LeBron his first run around in Cleveland, where he's obviously the best player, and there's a team that's built around him and it's kind of like that underdog type of team where you know they're it's best player how much guys around them I want to see someone in that type of market like Giannis succeed yeah I would like that too just because it's the Bucks don't even get enough credit half the time when they have a decent team like even when they go Last year they went, yeah, last year they went in the playoffs. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, they were good. And I don't I don't feel like anyone really gave them that time of day like they, they did the teams. And I feel like they're notoriously always the underdog. We don't hear about them much, um, even when they're super good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, people talk about Cleveland against the world, but, you know, at least people notice Cleveland. Yeah. And there are teams that don't get noticed. The Bucks aren't the only ones. Um, Portland. Yeah, Portland. Portland is so weird because, like, I always forget Portland exists. And I live in Oregon, and I still forgot they exist. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until I moved back that I was like, oh, shit. I was like, I could have caught a basketball game when I was two hours away. I was living in Corvallis. Like, crap. Um yeah, so it would be nice to see a different team win. Um, but I, I feel like I feel like the fans would love if a team like the Bucks won. Yes, absolutely. And like it, it, I, they would be awesome, especially since like we can't do a parade this year. <laughs> I, I I would love to see the Bucks win because that would possibly get some momentum going towards Giannis staying in Milwaukee, which is what I want to see happen because I absolutely hate when major stars in smallish markets leave. And if you've paid attention to basketball at all, all it has been, how can this team trade for Giannis? How can this team lure Giannis to their city? It's like, fuck that city. How can Milwaukee keep Giannis in Milwaukee? Right. It's like what they did to the Cavs and LeBron. They did that to LeBron and the Cavs for five years before he even left. Right. I just, I'm tired of teams, and I know people hate saying the word super team, but I'm just so tired of all the stars going to, like, one or two teams. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's not fun, you know? And people are like, oh, well, the Bulls had all those guys. I'm like, yeah, but there was also, like, I'll give props to Isaiah Thomas, even though the Detroit Pistons back then were straight-up bitches. Like... But he was good, and, you know, there's Larry Bird and Magic Johnson and um, just, like, so many 
solid players. They were all on different teams. Mm-hmm. You know, like they all had the star power. They were on different teams. And I feel like that's why the NBA was more exciting back then. Now it's like everyone's on the same team and everyone's trying to sink three pointers all the time. And that's it. If you're watching a really bad team play that strategy, it is some really terrible basketball. Um, well, yeah, Cavs and I'm Cavs and Bulls fan. Like, I see it all the time. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I mean that's it, that can be really bad basketball. But uh, going back to the Lakers for a second, the uh, the Lakers. The reason why I'm I'm rooting for them not only because I still like LeBron. Deal with it. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> J.R. Smith just signed with the team. Love J.R. Smith. Oh, my God. When he lost his shirt for, like, two weeks in he, Cleveland. He just was, wasn't wearing a shirt. Two weeks? Six months? He was, at, every, he was, at, he was at the Browns game when the Browns beat the Jets for their first win in, like, two years. And oh he wasn't wearing a shirt there either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember every Monsters game after that championship in 2016 – so, you know, like, hockey fans were already excited because the Monsters yeah. won the Calder Cup, and then the Cavs. So, like, that building was magic. But every time something happened, kids would just take off their shirts then <laughs> and just run around. And every time they showed J.R. Smith on the screen, kids would just take off their shirts. And I'm like, J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith's a legend, okay? <laughs> and let me tell you this. To, to be a little bit more serious for a moment. It's destiny. It is absolute destiny for the Lakers to win this year. Yeah. It is in the cosmos that they're going to win. Because they're going to win. And it's going to be one large and very emotional tribute to Kobe. Yeah. And I think it's because, you know, Kobe died in January... And then COVID hit. And I don't think a lot of players really had that chance to get out that anger and play it out the way they wanted to. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, I don't think some of them got to grieve in the way they wanted to because grieving to some of these guys is finishing a season mm-hmm. and finishing strong. And I think also it would be, like, just so great for – I mean, it would be so hard, I think, for, like, Vanessa and the kids. But at the same time, just to have, like, it end on that positive note of, like, the Lakers won it and it was for him, obviously for the city of L.A., for them too. But, like, he was such a big part of the sport and – you know, to be able to honor him in any way whatsoever, I think would be amazing. Even mm-hmm. if it means watching LeBron hold up a championship trophy for another team. He can go hold up trophies for whatever fuck team he wants. He won one here. I don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I, I do love that he's doing some, he's still doing great things in Akron. You know, like I live like, 10 minutes away from Akron and he's doing some great things still here. So I'm not mad about that part, but I can separate the guy off the court from the guy who broke my heart on television on ESPN. (laughs) I'll get over it one day. Yeah. uh, It's going to happen. I mean, the way I see it is that 
I, I feel the Lakers would probably win. Like I said, it's in the cosmos. It's destiny. I mean, it would be nice to see. And I think it would be great for everyone, too. I mean, while having the Bucks win or a small team like that would be so great for fans to watch, mm. I think about all of, like, you know, we're getting gypped on a Kobe 30 for 30, okay? Mm. Where we really get to know Kobe, where we really get to know all about him. Mm-hmm. So having a Lakers championship the year that he died would just be like the perfect tribute. The perfect tribute, yeah. It, it really would be. I mean, the it's... yeah, and I just think about all the things that they would do for it, like the marketing and everything. It's going to be very tasteful and reverent, and I'm so here for that. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. they would find a way to work eight and twenty four into everything that they, uh, you know they they sell or you know all their you know there would probably you know there'd be their championship rings one side would probably be eight the other would be twenty four and it would say Kobe somewhere on it you know maybe they would find a way to on top of the ring put Kobe and diamonds you you don't know what they would do but you know they would find some way to 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 honor him and his legacy and you know what he meant to the game of basketball yeah. I wish that I knew more about the WNBA because he was such a big supporter of the WNBA. Um, Because I think it would be really cool if they were able to do some sort of crossover thing this year with the WNBA. Um, Obviously not like (laughs) in the same place or something, but if they found a way to incorporate more of that, because I just love what the NBA is doing in general with the WNBA. Like, they're really supporting them. They're wearing their clothes. Like, I love the NHL, but there have been two women's leagues, and they have yet to really even acknowledge that there are teams. Like, Amanda Kessel played for the New York Riveters of the NWHL, and Phil Kessel, her brother, played for the Penguins at the time, and I never saw him wear anything Riveters-related. And then we got, like, the guys in the NBA walking around with, like, these bright orange hoodies, like, repping the WNBA, talking about the WNBA. They're passionate about it. They're so excited. In fact, it's really making me love the NBA again because they're so excited about women's sports. And, like, I want to learn more about the WNBA because the NBA players are so excited. And it's, like, disappointing to see a sport that I love so much, like the NHL, not get as excited about the women publicly by wearing things or tweeting about them the way that the NBA has done for a while. It isn't even just now. It's like the past like five years. And then with Kobe, he was just all over it. Mm -hmm. I just, I love it. And more sports need to do that. Like the sports are all similar. There's very few rules that are different. So it's not like you can't love it, you know? Anyways, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. You just got me thinking and feeling nostalgic for Kobe <laughs> on our like two hour long podcast. <laughs> oh, it's only an hour and 20 minutes. Only an hour and 20 minutes so far. <laughs> oh. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm going to spend the rest of my evening watching baseball. Uh, getting ready for tomorrow's doubleheader in Cleveland. Uh, hoping no other fucking uh, um, just 
spread if fucking COVID happens. Uh, because Wait. I feel we're on the we're the brink of that, really. So I just thought about this because it's already a double header tomorrow because of um, the rain here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like what happens if tomorrow all these tests come back and say that a bunch of guys on the Sox have it? Canceled. Right. So that's two games that are canceled. You can't make them up. So they would find you... doubleheaders later in the season to play when they. I mean, and then that begs the question of if they can't make those up, who wins that? Or is it just a draw? So I'm glad you brought that up because Buster only tweeted something earlier today. In regards to this exact problem. No, I don't want to search my own picture that I posted of Mike Freeman. <laughs> Everybody's favorite utility guy in Cleveland. Um, <clears throat> so, let me see if I can find it. All right. He tweeted this five hours ago. If MLB continues to try to move forward with games, and that is the expectation with a lot of teams, they shouldn't worry about the integrity of a 60-game schedule. If some teams play 55 games, others 59 or 60, just go by winning percentage. This happened after the 1981 strike. Mm. So, not saying that they will. That was merely a suggestion. But there is some precedent for that. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess it also depends on how they got COVID. Like, if somebody went out to a bar and partied all night and got COVID and infected their team, then that team, I don't think, should even get a draw or anything. That should be like a forfeit. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I understand that, you know, what you're getting there. You know, the person was just being an asshole and infected his whole team. Why punish the rest of them? Because one guy was an asshole, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, it's it's a very delicate situ- situation. It has to be navigated properly. I don't know if they know how to navigate it properly right now. Um, it's Which the- they should have known <clears throat> how to navigate it properly before they started playing because it was a very real option. And they didn't. They basically just kind of kept pushing it off being like, that's future me problems. That's future me problems. Well, future me showed up and there's problems. Future me is like, I'm here, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what though? I will say this. I want to be mad about all this stuff with baseball, um, but God, after watching, I ended up rewatching two of the games, and like you sent me a DM last night saying that you, you know, you forgot how much you missed baseball. Oh my God, I like was so happy watching baseball last night Mm -hmm. like so happy i love it so much and i'm so glad it's back and i don't often have time to watch it in the summer because you know when you watch 300 nhl and ahl games (laughs) yeah the season um as a writer and then spending all that time compiling the stats for your articles and stuff. By the time baseball season rolls around, you're like sticking a middle finger to sports. <laughs> it out. Especially baseball, which is just stats galore. Right. And so I just, you know, just from the moment I heard the crack of the bat, it was like, oh, fuck yeah, baseball's back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> 
and then watching Cookie Pitch, it was just like inject it all into my veins. <laughs> and I need it to continue because now that I remember how much I love the sport, I don't want it to end. I don't want it to I, end either, but I am afraid it will end soon. <laughs> at least I'll have hockey to keep me warm at night if if this ends. Yeah, and... and <laughs> but it won't be the same because it's work. <clears throat> like, I can't publicly speak about how fangirly I get over certain hockey things like I can MLB because I don't cover the MLB. Like, there's a difference when I can watch an MLB game and get hammered and talk about how somebody's pitching gives me ladywood. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> describing a goal and being like, that there was a really nice goal. <laughs> that there was a humdinger. <laughs> the bees knees. <laughs> and then have to describe it to them and why it was so important instead of being like, that walk off Homer. I'll be thinking about that in my dreams for days. <laughs> <laughs> and so, while well, I've, I've said a lot of times that I'm just not um, optimistic on the continuation of MLB and possible other sports, um, <clears throat> there was an all-time uh, terrible tweet earlier today. I retweeted several responses to this piece-of-shit tweet. Um, <clears throat> it said, there's a segment of the NFL media that seems to be almost rooting for COVID to affect the season. Oh. They want it. They see the Marlins new and say, yep, lots of luck, football. These are the people who make their livings off of football. I don't get it. And here's the deal. No one's rooting for fucking COVID, okay? People are just realizing <laughs> the actual impact of this and how fast it can spread. This guy's making it out like we're walking around with fucking jerseys that say 19 and the name is COVID on it. And we're like, yep, I'm rooting for this fucking thing to happen and not the actual sport. Yes, I saw that tweet and I was like, what the fuck are you smoking? Like, you think that as, and from the perspective of me, the writer, yeah. who I don't even know if I'll be allowed in for AHL games come December. I don't know what the theme, like, are fans allowed in or is the media like me allowed in? I don't know yet. But you know what? If it's not safe, I don't want to be there. And I don't want Mike Eves, the nicest coach I've ever met in my life, to get COVID. I don't want, like, Nathan Gerby and Zach Dalby bringing it home to their kids. Mm -hmm. Like, I want all of these players who I cover on a daily basis and have contact with to feel comfortable playing their sport. And I want to be able to write an article without fearing that I'm going to catch something and give it to somebody or give a whole team COVID. Like, go fuck yourself, bro. I'm sorry <laughs> that you would rather, like, cover a team during a pandemic and, like, not give a shit about human life and only care about the sport. Like, damn, they're human too. They're not just like your little puppets that you can play with anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody is rooting for fucking COVID. No one wants it to happen to be like, see, I told you so this is going to happen. No, it's basically we realize that this is a serious situation. I've been fucking bored for months, okay? Yeah. months I'm not sitting here rooting for the fucking virus to shut sports back down even though I realize it's a very real possibility right like I don't know what if the virus 
were to shut sports down again, I don't know what we would do at SB Nation. Like, it's already hard money-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, there would be nothing to cover. We would still have to put out a, a good amount of content. But unless you're like me and you have credentials and you have access, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. And at least at SB Nation, we can do things like interview... Um, like there's season reviews we could still do and stuff. We could interview the local restaurants that are in the arena districts and stuff like that. But when it comes down to it, you can only do that for so long. Yeah. And there's only so many theme weeks you can do. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we're going to stop being able to make money. Yeah. And so, yeah, no one's rooting for COVID to come in. But at the same time, nobody wants to get it and get sick from it. Mm-hmm. So, like, stop busting your our balls for us who are being realist and realizing that maybe it's not the best because in the NFL, you can't do a bubble unless you're playing games like every other day. And even then, like the way you would have to practice on the field, like there's so much body contact, like so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's, it's so hard to, to even come up with content when stuff wasn't happening. You know, there are times I had to write posts about guys being placed on, you know, certain lists for COVID. And I'm like, this sucks. Uh, You know, I don't get enjoyment out of writing that, you know, two guys, two Browns guys are on the COVID list or, you know, Delano DeShields got placed on the IL because of COVID. You know, I don't get joy out of that. I I didn't get joy of our COVID, you know, talk earlier. It was like, this is real, this is happening, this is a real situation, uh, and we're mad that it's not being taken seriously by everyone involved. Right, exactly, from every aspect. Because I even think about the NHL. They think they do have the safety aspect of it down pretty well. I'm, I'm learning more about it. And they're in Canada. Um, and they're in Canada. There's small. It's smaller. Canada is smaller than mm-hmm. America. And so the likeliness that a huge outspread outbreak would happen is very slim. But I do get concerned about these bubbles because um, you're asking players who may be dealing with mental health issues and addiction to be alone for a while. (laughs) Um, And they all have these hotel bars. And I haven't yet to see, I mean, I've seen things about like barbershops and like different things like that. But I've yet to seen anything like, hey, there'll be AA meetings or you'll be able to like be in a secure room where you can talk to a sponsor or mm-hmm. or something like that. Because, you know, hotel walls are thin. They're thin. So if you're having a, a moment where you need your counselor, your spiritual guide, your priest, your... Um, therapist. Your therapist, your sponsor, you know... How are you getting that moment, that raw mm-hmm. moment? You know people can hear you, and it has to be private. And then the other thing is, like, are these places prepared for when somebody has a um, – they're coming down from a high or if they can't get their harder drugs mm-hmm. because they're in the bubble? Mm-hmm. Like, are they prepared for that? And I don't think they are. Probably um, not. And – I wish that was something they thought more about. Um, 
obviously the ML- MLB has thought nothing of those things. <laughs> no, they just oh. went, fuck it. <laughs> right. They were like, YOLO bitches. <laughs> like, I'm glad you said that because I was thinking it. Uh. <laughs> um, so those are things I'm still concerned about with the bubbles. But I am proud of the WNBA, the uh, soccer Wait, soccer's in a bubble, right? Yeah. MLS is in a bubble. Uh, yeah. Soccer everywhere else in the world is playing normal because, you well, know. Because they can. But yeah. but all the other sports that are in bubbles, I'm really proud of how they're handling it. Because, like, you know, we can make fun of Lou Williams all we want. But he got approved to leave to go to a funeral. Yeah, he just. Uh... <laughs> he just made a kid stop. But at least he wasn't, like, breaking the bubble to go into a building. You know, and then the other guy, he broke the bubble just to pick up his food. And he was still technically, like, in the hotel area. So it's not like they're mm-hmm. going on adventures. They're not like, hey, guys, let's go explore the city and find the seediest place we can that might have COVID. Yeah. They're actually, like, taking it seriously. Um, I just wish the MLB did. I don't think the MLB is. No. It's, it's literally just... Uh... Way as many games where it all falls apart. <laughs> Unfortunately, it seems like the falling apart is coming fast. But they won't do anything about it. <laughs> it's a real shame. <laughs> like a frat party. Just like, you know, and, well, it's kind of like... like Right before your fraternity gets closed down and you just have, like, one big party before it all goes to shit. (laughs) That's literally what the MLB reminds me of right now. That's pretty accurate. (laughs) Such a, like, an animal house. (laughs) (laughs) This is the MLB right now. Well, like I referenced earlier, they're just doing the Billy McFarlane from Firefest. Fuck it, let's be legends. That's what they're just doing right now. And we all know Basic how white girls drinking like fireball and pumpkin spice lattes going, bitches, I just want to play. <laughs> well, we all know how well that worked out for Billy McFarland. He's in prison. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> but Rob Manfred won't go to prison. <laughs> <clears throat> no, no. We can only dream <laughs> about having a new commissioner. <laughs> Jeez, he's so bad. Gary, are you, I just. I never realized that Gary Bettman was such a good <laughs> It really takes the incompetence of every other commissioner of sports to make Gary Bettman look good because he has not looked good at all, ever. No, and he thrives on the booze. Like, what's he going to do when people start cheering him? I'm going to boo him just for the sake of tradition, but... No, he'll probably he try can... to do some Roger Goodell bullshit where he encourages it and no one's like going to fall for it. <laughs> fucking Roger Goodell. <laughs> oh man, this this pod went off the rails a few times. <laughs> well, uh, you know, Major League Baseball is going off the rails, so I feel like you know it, that's the way this needs to go too. <laughs> if there are any children listening, I apologize for all the f bombs. <laughs> uh, they probably heard before. 